0: to the Leadership and Success Podcast with your host, Coach BZ. If you need to develop into a better leader, this podcast is for you. If you want to achieve a greater level of success, this podcast is for you. His mentor, Dr. John C. Maxwell, said it best, everything rises and falls on leadership. We hope to inspire you today and provide you with an insight that has the potential to positively impact the trajectory of your life. Welcome to the Leadership and Success Podcast.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm going to be talking to you for just a few minutes. Uh, in the U.S., it's uh, February and this is Black History Month. So we're going to be talking about the uh, some of the leadership lessons from uh, Black uh, History Month. So this is uh, a month to celebrate black history, which is uh, American history. So uh, let's start from the very uh, beginning, right? Uh, Black History Month, I guess in the US started February 1926 and the USVMN was largely responsible for it, Dr. Carter Woodson. Now, uh, Dr. Woodson said, if a race has no history, it has no worthwhile tradition it becomes a negligible factor in the thought of the world, and it stands in danger of being exterminated. And uh, sometimes as a leader, uh, you may be all alone. It's just you. You have an idea. You have a dream. You have a vision, and you want to uh, bring it to pass. And uh, many times, uh, people around you may not be very supportive, right? You are trying to do something new. You are a trailblazer, an entrepreneur, and uh, the people who grew up with you or people who are who surround you don't understand what's going on uh, inside of you. They don't have an idea of, of the vision and the dreams that is really pushing you uh, forward. And I know it wasn't very uh, easy uh, for Dr. Woodson when he started, but uh, whatever he did start in February 1926. Today, uh, 2022, right? Uh, many, many, many years later, we are still uh, going for it and we still celebrate Black History Month. So as a leader, sometimes you just have uh, to take uh, the long way, right? So Black History Month started as Negro History Week. It was only one week, not an entire month. And uh, they uh, chose the uh, month of February to get it started uh, because of the birthday of uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. Uh, they couldn't be uh, more uh, opposed, right? Uh, but uh, these two people pretty much uh, single-endedly ended uh, slavery in the United States. Uh, They came from completely uh, different tradition, different background. They didn't have anything in common at all. Actually, at the beginning, Lincoln was not an abolitionist at all, right? He felt like and he knew that slavery uh, was horrible and he wanted to definitely stop the advancement of slavery in the United States, but he felt like it was constitutional at the time, which in many ways uh, he was correct. But he didn't want to abolish slavery Everywhere in the US, he just didn't want slavery in the new state. As the US expanded West, he didn't want to have uh, uh, those additional state, those new states to practice uh, slavery. But it's Frederick Douglass who was able to uh, eventually uh, uh, change uh, his uh, mind. And uh, after the uh, uh, Civil War, uh, he is one who wrote the Emancipation uh, Proclamation uh, ending slavery. So sometimes as a leader, you may actually have to collaborate with people that don't look like you don't have the same background, have completely uh, different uh, uh, education experience and uh, who have a completely different point of view. So you do have to have an open mind and um, be open to change, right? Be uh, open to learn from somebody else. Uh, that is a very uh, important leadership lesson. You don't know everything. And uh, maybe a lot of what you think you know now, you might be wrong about that, right? So. I think that sense of humility. Yes, I know a lot, but I don't know everything, and I'm willing to learn from anyone and everyone. Okay, so that is uh, extremely uh, important as a leader. And uh, it was uh, Morgan Freeman who said, "I don't want Black History Month. Black History is American history," and that is uh, so true. And many times, as a leader, we also have to kind of look at the big picture. Right? It's not just okay. Uh, these are my tribe. These are my people. These are the people I represent well. But what about uh, the entire uh, organization? Uh, some sometimes you have to look at things at a very high level. Don't see yourself even as an African American, but see yourself as an American first and foremost. Don't see yourself as a Democrat or Republican, but as an American first and foremost. And then uh, out of that, you can then identify with whatever group or section uh, you, you you may think uh, think think of. I feel like. A leader has to really have um, the welfare of the entire community, the entire organization, the entire country uh, uh, in mind, not just uh, the people that look uh, like him or or her. Okay, so every uh, Black uh, History Month actually has a, a theme every year, right? This year it was about uh, Black health and wellness. Well, something about health and wellness as a leader that's critically important is. Uh, as long as you are healthy, health and wellness may not mean much to you, right? You may eat anything uh, you want, uh, exercise or not exercise or whatever, but once your health fails you, there is nothing more important uh, than health and wellness. Uh, I remember there was uh, a time I was having all kinds of uh, uh, health uh, issues and I couldn't get out of uh, bed and Uh, health became the most important thing in life period, because without it, you can't enjoy life. Without it, you can't work, right? Uh, Without it, you can't have any other meaningful contribution to uh, society. So uh, I think a lesson for leaders today is uh, you really have to uh, prioritize health, right? Health is one of those things that is uh, not urgent, but it is important, very, very important take the time to exercise, take the time to hit healthy, take the time to do all of the things you know to do in order to have energy so you can accomplish your dream and um, bring to pass your uh, vision. So health and wellness, extremely, extremely important. Now, uh, there were other uh, themes, for example, uh, last year in 2021, the theme was uh, the black family, representation, identity, and diversity. And as a leader, I feel like uh, uh, the family is really uh, kind of like the foundation that you need as a leader in order to do, to do well. I've seen so many leaders in the past that pretty much neglect their family, their uh, loved one, their, their kids because they are working, working, working. They have this dream and they are driven uh, and they are extremely successful. But uh, when they come back home, Um, they end up having to find another spouse and uh, having a broken uh, family. Very, very successful uh, on the outside, uh, having done great things, built great companies. But uh, as a human being, as a husband, as a wife, as a a father or a mother, uh, really not so successful. So I think it's something you definitely need to uh, prioritize. And uh, as a leader in uh, general, I think you also need to build a diverse team right from the get go. Have that in mind. As you are building your leadership team, uh, making sure that uh, your team represent your community and your country as uh, well, right? Uh, If, uh, for example, everybody on your board of directors or everybody who's a a member of the senior leadership team of your company is all uh, male and white, I think there might be a problem, right? Because uh, America is much more than just... uh, uh, male, white people. There are females, right? There are people of, uh, uh, of color as well. So you, you need to have a team that would represent whatever community uh, you uh, live in. And I think in our diversity in this country, that's where our strength uh, comes from. So uh, the year uh, prior to that, in 2020, the theme for Black History Month was African Americans and the Vote. Uh, I feel like as a leader, it is also important uh, to be engaged, right? Uh, Being aware of what's going on in your country and wherever uh, you live, your region, uh, your city, and being uh, uh, involved uh, politically. I think uh, at least being aware of of what is going on, getting the right information, and then making a uh, uh, decision, being part of the democratic process, right? Uh, One of my mentors uh, always told me, uh, if you did not vote, you don't have the right to complain. right? Things are not perfect, and uh, I think we can make things better, but I think it starts with civil uh, engagement. Knowing who is running, what is their platform, what do they stand for, and kind of you know. Uh, voting for uh, uh, the best candidates that would uh, represent uh, the things that you care about uh, yourself, and encouraging people around you to also uh, get uh, engaged and participate, register to. Uh, to vote and make a difference. And not just at the presidential election, but I believe uh, a local election as well, voting for your mayor, for your state representative. Uh, that is very, very uh, important as well. So uh, the theme uh, prior to that 2019, it was black migration. Uh, one thing related to leadership I would say about migration is uh, many times when uh, you have a vision uh, I think it might be tied to a specific location. Sometimes, sometimes you have to live wherever you are physically and move to another location in order to be able to uh, bring your dream to pass. Right? Uh, for example, this happened to me personally a couple of times. Uh, when I was uh, growing up, you know, I used to live in Africa and I had to physically leave Africa to come to the US uh, in order for my dreams uh, to become true, in, in order for me to become the person I was meant to be. I had to really have the courage and the faith to live everything I knew, my parents, my loved one, my siblings, and go to a country where I didn't know anybody. I didn't even speak the language at, at the time and kind of uh, built my life there as an adult. Sometimes uh, I believe your dreams can only be realized if you actually migrate, if you physically naturally change uh, location. Uh, This happened to me again in 2011 uh, when I took my uh, family and everything I I knew. I've lived in Tuscaloosa, Alabama at that time for about 15 years, Uh, very, very comfortable. But sometimes uh, in order for you to go to the next level, you really have uh, to get out of your comfort zone. And back then in 2011, it meant for me to take my family, everything we own and leave Tuscaloosa, Alabama and move to Monterey, California, all across the nation. We traveled by car almost 3000 miles. And uh, this is something that was absolutely needed in order for me to get uh, to the next uh, level of my uh, purpose. And uh, again, in a, in a much smaller way, it happened uh, again in 2014 when we moved from the Monterey Bay Area to uh, Silicon Valley. Right? That's when uh, I moved to San Jose, uh, California. But anyway, migration as a leader sometimes is very important. Whatever you are doing, uh, whatever business you are leading, sometimes you're going to need to move from wherever you are, to another physical location, to another part of the country where conditions are set in such a way that it's gonna be more conducive to you being able to uh, accomplish uh, your dream and realize your uh, vision. Maybe the people that you are looking for are not where you are now physically, and you have to uh, move to a specific location to make it uh, uh, happen. Uh, the last thing I'm going to um, mention a little bit and kind of tie to Leadership principle is in 2018, right? Uh, it was. Uh, Uh, Black History Month, African-American in terms of of war. It was really about celebrating uh, uh, the uh, presence of African-American from the Revolutionary uh, War, the Independence War, to the Civil War to uh, present. African-Americans have always been uh, a part of the uh, U.S. armed forces. But but as a a leader, I feel like um, there is a time for everything, right? Uh, Sometimes it is uh, time for uh, peace, but sometimes it is time for war. As a leader, you kind of need to be able to uh, read the seasons, uh, be uh, uh, able to have a sense of uh, what is required of you, right? Uh, The interesting about leadership is uh, you don't always uh, react to people the same way. Not everybody needs uh, the same type of feedback uh, from you. It has to be very, very specific on the situation and the people uh, uh around you so being able to discern the time and season i think is extremely uh, uh important uh whether you are running a, a business uh, leading an organization or event uh, just raise, raising your uh, family uh, there are different time and season. and sometimes you you need to go back to school and get uh, new skills and you kind of need need to know uh for me a personal perspective i remember i was about 17 years old where uh, i uh, really felt like uh, that was uh, in 1996, right? So we we were uh, at a time where the internet was now pretty much taking over the uh, entire world. And I just felt like this technology was just going to be uh, more and more critical, you know, re- regardless of your uh, uh, employment. And I kind of had this sense in me that uh, technology, business, and leadership are kind of free skills that everybody needs to have. Everybody needs to develop uh, those skills in order to be able to thrive in the 21st century. I just felt like there was a time, uh, a change uh, in the uh, uh, season. Things things were changing, the world around me was changing, and I needed to go, I needed to adapt to that in order to kind of ride that uh, wave. That's kind of how I got myself into the uh, technology uh, industry, but no who is to say what is going to happen tomorrow, five years from from now, or 15, 20 years from now. So I think as a leader, you kind of have to be in tune, it's almost like an intuition, but knowing what is about to happen and preparing yourself and your organization in order to be successful when things change, because things will not always be the way they are now. All right, that's all I have to say about uh, war in general. So in... uh, Uh, In uh, 1870, I believe this was the uh, first census uh, we we had, uh, there was about 4.8 million African-American in the U.S. And the last year of the last census, it was about 41.1 million. So about 12, 13% of the uh, U.S. uh, population. So uh, the African-American population really grew a lot uh, uh, in this country, almost by uh, 10 fold, right? uh, From 1870 to uh, 2020. And I think uh, as a leader, you have to be mindful that uh, sometimes things start very, very small, right? It's almost like a little seed. Uh, uh, For example, in the Bible, uh, Jesus talked about the faith as a mustard seed. A mustard seed, if I put it in my hand, you wouldn't even be able to see it. It is so tiny, it is so small. But that little seed could go into a mighty, mighty, mighty tree, right? So uh, everything worth having almost always start small right uh, I think somebody called it uh, the the law of small beginnings so don't be discouraged uh, when you are leading you are a trailblazer you're doing something nobody else has done before or you are starting a business or whatever it is uh, you have decided you are going to do if it's the work because many times you start very 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 small right because any big organization today started small too right in Silicon Valley where I live, Almost uh, every uh, unicorn, every uh, giant tech companies today, whether it's uh, Google, Apple, Microsoft, and all of, all of those uh, great uh, companies, HPs, they almost always started in somebody's garage. It's like one or two or three people, a couple of people who start a, a company that doesn't look like anything, but in time, it goes into something very, very significant, right? Uh, even uh, becoming the uh, most valuable company in the world, like uh, Apple and uh, Microsoft uh, have been uh, recently. So things may start very, very small, but don't be discouraged. You have to be consistent. You have to keep showing up. And eventually, uh, whatever you are dreaming about, whatever you are building, is going uh, to grow. All right. Uh, the uh, first African-American uh, that actually was accepted into uh, NASA uh, as astronaut uh, training program was uh, May Carol Jemison, right? She was the first one, the first female uh, to uh, actually uh, be in space in 1992. And uh, when uh, you uh, lead, when you have a dream, right? Don't let anybody uh, talk you out of it. Uh, Nobody else may see things the way you do, and you may even uh, really meet a lot of obstacle on your journey. Uh, but uh, you just have to have that faith and that confidence that uh, some way, somehow, you are going to uh, find uh, a way. There's been some really incredible uh, people. Like for the longest, I thought that uh, Sidney Poitier was the very first uh, African-American to earn an Oscar. That's not actually true. It was uh, Addie McDaniel. Uh, I believe it was Gone with the Wind. She uh, earned uh, the first African-American to win an Oscar in 1940. Now, this is uh, another thing about history, right? When you do something that is so wonderful and uh, you uh, achieve a, a goal, not everybody is going to be on your side, right? Some people are going to criticize you. That's just part uh, of life. And sometimes people may not even give you credit when credit is due. And as a leader, I think you just have to shake that off and still be focused on on your on your goal. So here's uh, Sydney Poitier. Uh, who won uh, uh, an Oscar in 1964, second African-American and first uh, African-American actor uh, to win an Oscar. I believe it was for Lilies of the Field. And then in 2001, when uh, Denzel Washington, the second African-American actor to win an Oscar, got his Oscar, uh, Sidney Poitier got an honorary uh, Oscar. So to date, I believe is the only one African-American person with two uh, uh, Oscars. And uh, sometimes uh, you, you just have to uh, keep going even when things get very, very uh, difficult. The first African American basketball team uh, was the Renaissance uh, from Harlem. And sometimes you, you have to allow your talent to make room for you, right? People may not like you because of the color of your skin, because of your accent or for whatever reason, but uh, don't allow them to ignore you, right? So let your work ethics and uh, your skills, your competence, your excellence make way for you so that you cannot be denied your position in uh, uh, history. So work hard and keep, keep uh, working hard and don't let uh, anybody uh, dissuade you. Uh, and, and another thing uh, I learned about, about uh, Black History Month uh, was uh, the potato chips was actually uh, discovered by uh, an African-American George Cram back in 1853. Uh, Do you believe that? So, uh, and one of his uh, major traits was excellence. Doing the very, very, very best you can, regardless of circumstances. Uh, It's actually one of the um, best uh, speeches uh, I love from uh, MLK. He had this speech about uh, uh, finding your uh, blueprint, where he talks about uh, no matter what you do, do it in an excellent fashion. Uh, and I really believe, regardless of who you are, the color of your skin, where you come from, your education, your background, and all, all of that, if you are willing to work hard and uh, uh, really uh, put your best foot forward, do whatever you are doing in the most excellent fashion, eventually uh, success uh, will catch up uh, with you. Uh, the very first African-American millionaire was Robert Abbott. Uh, he got his million through uh, publishing. That was back in 1905. Uh, Prior to me finding out about uh, Robert Abbott, I always thought that Madame C.J. Walker was the first African-American millionaire. She's actually the first African-American woman uh, millionaire. That was in 1919. Robert Abbott was in 1905. And then in 1987, we had our first African-American billionaire, uh, Mr. Big Deal, uh, Reginald Lewis. Uh, Really an incredible, incredible story. He is also the very first human being to go to Harvard Uh, without actually applying uh, to go. Uh, He was uh, accepted at Harvard Law uh, School without applying, uh, sending in an uh, application. Uh, He did uh, corporate law, and he was a great uh, business uh, mogul. But one thing about him, though, he was a great success in the first African American Millionaire, but he also had a lot of failures. You have to read his biography. it's it's really incredible what the human spirit can, can do. I have this coin here, if you can see that on one side here, uh, if you can see, it says success. And on the other side, it says failure. So one little leadership lesson here is uh, many times for you to succeed, you have to fail. And sometimes the more you fail, the more you increase your chances of success. So if you fail, you are normal. And uh, if you are starting a brand new venture, you are doing something that's never been done before or you've never done before. You will not have the expertise, right? You are learning. So you're going to make a lot of mistakes. That is okay. But what happened with most people is, you no, know, they try something new and they kind of suck at it and then they just give up, right? You don't want to give up as a leader. You want to continue practicing and practicing and practicing. They say it takes on average, what? 5,000, uh, hours, uh, no, 10, 10,000 hours. That's about five years to become an expert in any field and anybody who's an expert today anybody who's extremely successful well when they first started they were not an expert at all and they probably failed a lot too before they found their their groove and were able to achieve great level of success so uh, i really love this and kind i of look at it uh, uh, a lot you know one side says success the other side says failure because failure is a part of success by failing a lot you actually learn how to succeed if you are persistent and you do not uh give up i think that is a great leadership lesson now this one here uh is a little bit emotional for me uh these are the uh, girl golden uh, thirteen the very first african-american officers in the u.s navy uh today uh, by the grace of god i am a commander in uh, the u.s navy uh, that's a senior officer rank and i am also a commanding officer of an information warfare uh, unit. And uh, as you can see, I am Black. But uh, if it wasn't for the Golden 13, my story would not even be uh, possible. Uh, These people have read their story. They went through a lot of challenges and hardship, but uh, they wanted to serve their country. And uh, they wanted to uh, be willing to be in a position where they could even give their life for their own country and uh, uh, do so serving with honor, with courage, and with commitment. Uh, It is just uh, incredible uh, what they uh, went through. And uh, the uh, Golden 13, so that's uh, Jesse Walter Arbour, uh, Philip Barnes, Samuel Edward Barnes, Dalton Bow Sr., George Clinton Cooper, Reginald E. Goodwin, James E. Eyre, Charles Bird Lear, Graham E. Martin, Dennis Denmark Nelson, John W. Reagan, Frank E. Seblett Jr., and William Sylvester White, the Golden 13, very, very first uh, African-American naval officer. Actually, it should have been the uh, Golden 16, because there were three other enlisted, African-American uh, Augustus Alves, J.B. Pinckney, and Lewis Mummy Williams, who also went through the officer training, and they did pass uh, the encore. So they really should have been uh, awarded the commission. But for whatever reason, that didn't happen. Uh, More than than likely, it was just because of racism at the time, back in 1944. Uh, But uh, these people are my heroes. I proudly stand on their shoulders. Uh, My story in America today would not be possible uh, without them. And I think as a leader, sometimes you kind of have to look back at history and uh, see the sacrifices of what everybody else has done in order to allow you to give you the privilege to be where you are today. We did not make it on our own. Uh, Whatever success we have, whatever we are able to accomplish, uh, somebody else uh, was a trailblazer. Somebody else uh, went through a lot of suffering and hardship in order to uh, uh, give us the opportunity uh, we have uh, today. So having a thankful heart, a grateful heart, and uh, knowing your history, I think, uh, makes a very big difference as a leader. So... uh, There is uh, another African-American naval officer I would like to mention, uh, that is uh, Admiral Samuel L. Gravely. Uh, Great, 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 great man. Very, very incredible story. He he, he, he really was uh, the first of so many, the very first uh, African-American to be a Navy Admiral, that was in 1971. He was also the first African-American to command a warship, right? The uh, USS Theodore Chandler, uh, DD-717. Also, the very first one to command a major warship, the USS Duet, DLG-29, but he was also the very first one to achieve flag rank, like I mentioned earlier, but also to be a uh, Vice Admiral, and also to command a numbered fleet. He commanded a uh, third fleet. Uh, very, very incredible guy. Uh, I recommend you purchase the Ambrook um, Trail Blazer, the US Navy's first Black Admiral. It's really uh, amazing uh, to read through his life, just his mindset, And all he had to go through and uh, uh, endure. And uh, because of him, right, uh, we have now uh, many several uh, African-American admirals in the Navy. Uh, Another thing that's of note for Black History Month is uh, the uh, modern blood bank, most people may not know, but it was Dr. Charles Drew, a pioneer African-American medical researcher uh, who actually was the father of uh, blood uh, banking that has saved so many, many lives since. And uh, there is also uh, Garrett Morgan, uh, really a genius. He was an inventor. He invented the gas mask and in the Navy, in the military, we definitely depend on that a lot. Uh, traffic lights and sewing machine uh, as well. I guess what I'm saying is um, even if the society you're living in and for almost uh, all of these people, it was really a sy- systemic uh, racist country at the time. Uh, they were not desired. They were not wanted. and uh, Nobody wanted to do anything uh, have anything to do with them, simply because of the color of, of, of their skin. But even in that environment, in that culture, they were still able to thrive, right? If you have a dream, if you are a leader, you have a purpose, you have a vision, nothing and no one can stop you. Uh, the only person really who can stop you is the man, the woman in the mirror. The person in the mirror is the only one. Uh, when you really want to do something, you are going to find a way. And I think that's a very important principle in leadership. You may have a lot of obstacle, but you really have to learn to go for them, go around them or jump over them, right? Find a way, there's got to be a way and you are, you are gonna be able to find it as a leader. For those who like to play golf, right? George Franklin Grant was actually the one who invented uh, the golf tee, uh, pretty uh, impressive. And uh, then for open art surgery, uh, that was uh, Dr. Daniel L. Williams. He performed the very first uh, successful open art. Uh, surgery and so many people today have had their lives change uh, because of uh, really trailblazer uh, like him. Uh, but really, the the the, the message here uh, it is really incredible what the human spirit can do. Uh, but I think another leadership lesson that's important is life is too short, right? Uh, I remember the last couple of years, um, Chadwick um, Boseman died. That's Black Panther. Uh, Sidney Poitier uh, just died last month, and uh, General Colin Powell uh, died last year. Uh, Great, tremendous leader. They've had a huge impact in the life they have lived uh, on on this earth, and they've been a great uh, inspiration to so many people, including myself. But really life is very, very, very short. So whatever you purpose to do, I think you need to get on and do it, right? Uh, if there is anything I have learned about uh, this global pandemic we've gone through this past couple of, of years, life is really, really, really precious. And you don't really want to waste your time being in an environment where you are tolerated. You really want uh, to create an environment or join an environment where you are celebrated. Whatever you are born with, and I believe everybody is born with a purpose, you really need to find it and be busy doing it because tomorrow is promised to no one, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, we can talk about Black History Month without uh, talking about the speech, right? I have a dream. Uh, the speech that uh, Martin Luther King uh, gave that really uh, changed, uh, I believe, uh, the trajectory of the United States. That's how uh, African-Americans were able to finally get civil rights uh, in this country. Uh, it's not a very long speech. I think I'm going to take just just a minute to uh, listen uh, to that. It, it is such such a great Uh, speech. Let me get it. Uh, Let's see. All right. I have a dream. Here we go.
2: I have the pleasure to present to you Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It came as a joyous daybreak to end the long night of their captivity. But 100 years later, the Negro still is not free. 100 years later, The life of the Negro is still sadly crippled by the manacles of segregation and the chains of discrimination. 100 years later, the Negro lives on a lonely island of poverty in the midst of a vast ocean of material prosperity. This nation will rise up From the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire, let freedom ring. From the mighty mountains of New York, let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. Not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from
3: You may trod me in the very dirt, but still, like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Just because I walk as if I have oil wells pumping in my living room, (laughs) just like moons and like suns with the certainty of tides, just like hope springing high, still I rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my sassiness upset you? (laughs) Don't take it so hard just because I laugh, as if I have gold mines digging in my own backyard. You can shoot me with your words. Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past rooted in pain, I rise. A black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling and bearing in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak miraculously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave I am the hope and the dream of the slave. And so, wow, there I go. All
1: right, that was uh, Maya Angelou. Uh, she read a poem like only I can, right? Uh, still, I rise. I am the dream and the hope of a slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. So uh, listening to uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, I have a dream, uh, probably one of the best pitch ever. But I feel like as a leader, you need to find a cause, right? Something you are willing to die for. Uh, Somebody else said, I think it was Dr. King who said, a man who hasn't found uh, a cause is willing to uh, die for isn't fit to live, Uh, something like that. Uh, But I think uh, when it comes to leadership, you have to be so engaged, so focused, and uh, really a believer in whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. uh, Believing in your own mission, in your vision. uh, So much so that uh, you uh, become, uh, uh, what's the word? You start to impact everybody around you, right? Uh, uh, And uh, you really need to find that purpose uh, for your life, something you are willing to die for, uh, because only then you are fit uh, to live. And uh, the other thing about I have a dream is, no, right is right, wrong is wrong. Uh, And if you see something that is wrong, uh, try to do the very best you can to uh, make it right. But I feel like as a leader, every fight is not your fight, right? You have to be very, very selective. Uh, Where do you want to spend uh, your power, your emotion, your uh, intelligence, your energy. Right? You, you you can't be fighting every everybody's fight. I think you have to be quite uh, selective. But whatever that thing is for you, uh, give yourself to it wholly, and uh, it's gonna be uh, worth it uh, at the end. And uh, with uh, Maya Angelou, I really love uh, uh, the line, right? The very last line in a uh, poem. Uh, she says, "I am the dream." and the hope of a slave, I rise, I rise, I rise. Something that is just nothing that can stop you. Even though your ancestors may have gone through uh, something that's absolutely cruel, uh, really uh, hard, 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 where it was almost impossible uh, to just have the, uh, the courage or the desire to uh, stay alive. But we have gone through it, right? And uh, uh, when things get tough, uh, I think the tough get uh, going. And as a leader, you really have to find that internal strength to keep going, to rise, to rise, to rise. People may talk about you. People may make fun of you. People uh, may do whatever it is they want to do and be turn against you, but that shouldn't affect you. You need to stay focused and keep on rising, rising, and rising. Right? Uh, that's, that's really what I, what I uh, uh, get out of it. Now, when it comes to uh, leadership, I think uh, you need to think about a legacy, right? If you are a leader and uh, we said earlier, your life is short, uh, you are dying, everybody's going to die one day, and then there is really nothing uh, to show that you were here, you haven't impacted the life of anybody else. I think that is a tragedy, right? As a leader, you need to have legs to your legacy. You need to be able to build other leaders, right? Not just have followers, but uh, being able to inspire other people and develop them into leaders as uh, well. Um, So uh, I feel like that is very uh, uh, important. Uh, And in 1976, uh, the theme uh, was uh, America for all Americans. That was really the first modern black history month celebration, February 1976. But yeah, uh, I believe that uh, legacy is important and as a leader, you need to be as inclusive as you actually can. Uh, Now, we're going to finish with where we started, right? Uh, Dr. Carter G. Woodson, uh, who in uh, 1926 had a dream. He wanted to celebrate Black History Month. At the time, Black History Week, which turned into Black History Month. Uh, It wasn't easy for him, but he was very, very persistent. He kept going and uh, eventually uh, it came to what we celebrate today. Like this year, like every year, there is a proclamation on National Black History Month uh, from the White House. So this year it was signed by current president, Joseph R. Biden Jr. He says, now therefore I, Joseph R. Biden, president of the United States of America, by virtue of the authority vested in me by the constitution and the laws of the United States to hereby proclaim February 2022 as National Black History Month. It's really amazing how one person has an idea, one person gets something started And before you know it, there is an entire movement. And uh, the highest level of government, the most powerful country in the world now, ever since. uh, Since 1976, we've been celebrating Black History Month every single month, and it's not going to uh, stop. Uh, But I think that's really what leadership is all about. Having an idea, having a vision, and then building a team, building an organization in order to uh, bring that idea to uh, fruition. I believe that's all I add. Oh, uh, last thing is uh, not only uh, Black History Month is celebrated in the US, but it's celebrated in Canada as well. And it's in February too. Uh, it's really amazing how you can start something very, very small and when it goes into this uh, global movement. And not just in Canada, but in the United Kingdom as well. Uh, in the UK, they celebrate it in October. Uh, so, uh, and then there are some uh, parts of Africa that do celebrate uh, Black History Month as well. Africa being uh, the uh, roots, let's uh, say, the uh, Le berceau de l'humanité in French, uh, the uh, cradle, the birthplace of uh, humanity, Right, honoring the past and inspiring the uh, future. And that's really uh, a work that a leader needs to do. Uh, being aware of what's going on and then having a vision of the future and being able to lead uh, your people, your team, your organization to that uh, promised land. Okay, that's it for now. Until uh, next time, uh, this is uh, Coach Guizzi from uh, Silicon Valley. And uh, see you on the next uh, podcast.
0: Thank you for listening to the Leadership and Success Podcast with your host, Coach BZ. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our channels and come back for more wisdom nuggets on how you may develop into a better leader and achieve greater levels of success. Leadership is the most critical skill. The world will always need leaders to lead others, deploy the next disruptive technology, or execute a business strategy. You may as well decide on counting yourself among the 21st century leaders. See you right here next time on the Leadership and Success Podcast with Coach BZ.